Hey everybody, I'm Kara and welcome to Back to the Body, a podcast about relationships, food, and whole health. On this podcast, we explore what it looks like to live a fully connected and embodied life, physically, emotionally, nutritionally, and spiritually. It is my deepest desire that with each episode, you will walk away with the permission and knowledge that will empower you to live an embodied and aligned life. I'm a strong believer that the body is the most powerful tool we have to change our lives. And my hope is that on this podcast, you will begin to experience that when you connect to your body, you unlock your life. everybody. I'm Kara. Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Body, a podcast about relationships and food and whole health and everything embodiment. I am so glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. I can't believe we are two weeks into January. That is crazy. I just turned 36 last week and had a fun little socially distanced birthday party in the backyard, which was great. And Every new year, because my birthday is at the beginning of the year, I think it's just an extra special time of reflection for me. And it's just been wild. I don't know about you guys, but what's been coming up for me has just been so much. And I think all of us collectively seem to be in this sense of like a a pressure cooker in some ways, right? Like our world feels uh, very scary and there's so much unknown. And I think all of us are being called into this space of really trusting ourselves and and really listening to our bodies. And so I'm pumped about today's conversation because it feels very, very timely. So on the podcast today, I have Monica from Berlin Skin. And Berlin Skin is a skincare line that's focused on nourishing, protecting, and healing the natural environment of your skin. They're minimalist products. Monica is incredible. And on today's episode, we really lean into this idea of why rest is important Um, why it's an important value in entrepreneurship. And this isn't just for entrepreneurs, but it's really a conversation about rest as a value in our lives and what rest creates and and the value that comes from when we choose to implement that as, as a system in our life. So on the podcast, we talk about skincare a little bit, but then we really talk about holistic health during the time of a pandemic. We talk about natural products and their benefit. We talk a little bit about healthcare and we just get into this idea of how we can holistically nourish and treat our bodies well during a time like this. So I hope you love the, love the conversation. We'll go ahead and jump in. And if this uh, conversation is important to you and matters to you, it would be amazing if you would leave a review on the podcast. That would mean so much to me and make sure to pass it along to a friend if you enjoy it. Okay, let's jump in. Hi, Monica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kara. So happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you here. I I was so pumped to bring you on. There's so many things about Berlin Skin that I love that we're going to get to chat about and and just the the beauty that you are creating in the world and that you're inspiring in women. But one thing I was thinking about as we were as we were chatting earlier is just how you have really created a brand that um, that teaches women to do skincare as self-care. And what I love about that is I feel the same way when I talk about food. It's not really just about the food. It's about the way we treat the food, the way we, we eat something as a meditative practice. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like with your brand ethos to, to really use skincare as a form of self-care? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're really trying to, as a brand, I mean, 
of course, we have plant-based products. They're natural. They're amazing for your skin. They're really beneficial. You'll probably see a difference in your skin when you're using them. And those are all great things. That's a big part of our mission, especially because in the past, um, in skincare brands and um, makeup brands, it was all about these messages of anti-aging mm. and, you know, um, fixing, fixing your wrinkles. And I think a lot of that messaging is changing and that's definitely something that we're on board for. We don't use the term anti-aging. We're all aging, you know, that's the reality of life. And so we're pro-aging. It's a beautiful thing. It means that you're alive. Um, and, but we really just wanted to take it a step further in our mission of promoting this idea of rest as a lifestyle. Mm. And, um, we hope that our products help people, um, in these, in this mission and in, in daily rituals that bring rest into your life. And so we don't just rest one day on the weekend or live for our 10 day vacation every year, but Mm -hmm. it's really a practice that we can bring into our morning routine, into our afternoon routine. And it doesn't even have to be an hour. It can be five to 10 minutes. And so, um, with our products, one, it's a very, um, minimalistic routine. It's all, all of our products are gender neutral and they're multi-use and mixable. So really adaptable depending on your skin type. But, um, we really want to, uh, bring this into people's homes, just that five minute, um, skincare routine that you have bringing in this sense of peace and calm and, you know, you're touching your face. And so, um, it's this, uh, really beautiful moment that you can have for yourself of self-care. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a big goal, you know, as a skincare brand, but we really want people to live these healthy balanced lives. And we believe that, um, our brand can help usher that in. Absolutely. It's like, um, it's like a meditative practice in some ways to take those five minutes and actually be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself, be whatever it is that you're, that you're, um, giving to yourself as this five minute little meditation. And the cool thing about when you're using botanical products is plants have this um, amazing uh, sensory experience that they give you and it's can be incredibly calming. And so Mm. we always tell people when, when using our products, like breathe them in first, Um, you know, even put them in your palms, take three deep breaths and and then apply them Um, and, and take it slow. Don't just whip through the process of cleansing or moisturizing your skin, but take time to, um, massage your skin and enjoy it and just be still. Yeah. I want to go back to this statement. You said this statement of rest as a lifestyle. Can you unpack that for us a little bit and just talk about why, especially now, given the times, this idea of rest as a lifestyle is important? Sure. I think a lot of people are thinking about this right now because a lot of our, um, routines and the way that we work and live have changed for people. Mm. A lot of people don't have that hour and a half commute anymore in the car. And so they have more time um, with their family and with themselves, which, you know, that can be harder than going at a fast pace. Just this idea of sitting with yourself Mm -hmm. and um, with your thoughts and emotions can, I mean, for me, I know it's a lot harder than um, going a million miles per hour. And yeah, it can be so, terrifying. Totally. Yeah, it really can. Um, and it's, I think it's more difficult, but I think for me, this has been an ongoing, um, goal in my life and I definitely haven't arrived, but I am just such a naturally driven person. I mm. love working. Um, and 
I always worked in sort of high stress environments. I worked in advertising before um, starting my own thing. And I just always felt this sense that um, my soul needed more. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I would say probably about, I mean, kind of about the time that we met Kara when we were living in Portland, my husband and I, um, we started realizing that we were healthier people when we adopted this slower way of living into our day. So for example, um, taking the mornings quiet and slow, um, not rushing through them, not opening our phone until there was time to sit and pray and meditate and read. Um, and then some things that I've done that I've brought into my life in the present are like, I have a, a gratitude alarm that goes off in my mm. phone at 1230. Mm. And I just take a moment, even with a, even if I'm with an employee, we do it together. Just what are you grateful for today? Mm, that's good. Um, and then I do sort of the same thing in the afternoon if I'm making a cup of tea. And so it's this idea of, yes, we, we have lives, we have families, um, responsibilities, jobs, but if we can create these habits and disciplines of our life where we're committed to mm. rest, um, in the daily, in the weekly, it can really transform your life and who you are and the way that you relate to the world and the way that you relate to others. And so it's been a long process Mm. um, for me. Like I said, I'm super growth oriented. Um, I really enjoy my work. And so sometimes it's hard to find where's that line between, am I actually working or, you know, am I, I rest, am I resting right now? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's something that, you know, I've adopted with my husband into our family. We even do it. I have a two-year-old son. And, um, of course he's, he's a toddler and doesn't quite, <laughs> he doesn't have the brain capacity to understand this yet. But when we, <laughs> when he wakes up, we read books and mm. it's quiet. We're not running around like crazy. Um, and so just as a family, we've tried to adopt this, um, different pace. And then I do the same thing, um, with my team at Berlin skin and everyone on my team knows that if they're stressed out because of Berlin skin work, that is a major problem to me. Um, that that's not okay. And it's just really, I want them to be healthy human beings because, um, and I know this is a big part of your mission to Kara. Just, I think you have a statement that just says, um, you know, connect with your body and you can unlock your life. And it's like, if we don't have whole body health, Mm -hmm. um, what, what do we really have? Mm -hmm. We're just a machine, right. That's operating for, for what reason? Yeah. That's so good. I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this idea. I was talking about it with Caleb this morning, actually, just this idea that like the moment we try to force something or the moment we, we need it to happen, Um, and we like run after it so hard, it feels like it actually, it's like squeezing the life out of it. You know, it's almost like suffocating it in the moment we kind of sit back and let something come. And for me, probably similarly to you, this is so counterintuitive. I, I have been someone who always is like running, hustling, going after the things that I want. And I think now hitting, you know, my mid thirties, I'm, I'm looking at my life and being like the best things that have come into my life. I didn't have to force to happen. They actually just mm-hmm. came to me when I created the right space and the right container for them to enter in. And so I think you're mm-hmm. hitting on like some really key um, key ideas around what it looks like to live a, a almost surrendered and like invitational life. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, so many people, I feel like this idea 
of uh, living and rest probably is super appealing to so many people. Um, but I think it's also uh, probably really terrifying because they're so used to the running and the, and the forcing and the, the hustling, if you will. So what are some practical ways that you think people could adopt rest as a lifestyle, even if it's in small ways? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I love what you said because I feel like a lot of it is, um, this, this need for control that we Mm. have. Mm -hmm. And I think especially with the times that we're living in, we're realizing that control is an illusion (laughs) and, uh, we really don't have much control over anything, but, um, we are, uh, in charge of our lives and our bodies and the decisions that we make on a daily basis. So Mm. just some practical ways. I mean, like I said, the, I believe the morning, and your routine in the morning really sets the pace for the rest of the day. Mm. Um, and it's even if you have 10 minutes just to sit in stillness, that's where I begin. Yeah. And I'm still waking up, kind of sipping on my coffee. Um, I get up pretty early, so it's usually dark, but um, I usually get to see the sunrise. And I mean, I have a million things on my mind at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, work, <laughs> being a mom, being a wife. Um, you know, cleaning the house, whatever it might be, those are all running constantly through my mind, especially in the morning. Mm. And I think there's this opportunity for stillness just to push all of that back for a moment. Yeah. And to just sit and do whatever it is that brings your soul life. So prayer, breathing, meditation, um, anything that's just gonna set this calming pace for the rest of the day. Um, and so that's probably been the biggest game changer in my life. Um, cause after that it's hit the ground running and I do have a lot of things to do and, and there's a, a definitely a full day ahead of me. Mm. Um, so there's that. And then I guess the other practice that, um, my husband Michael and I have adopted is taking 24 hours just to stop. Mm. Um, and so we, we take basically Friday afternoons till Saturday afternoons. Um, you know, someone call it like a Sabbath, And, um, it's just, we're not working. We're together as a family. We're doing whatever brings us life. So that might even be stuff around, um, the house or our property, but it's whatever brings our soul joy. Um, and that is a weekly practice that has completely changed my life. Mm. Otherwise you're just, you know, you're working every day, especially because we are so connected and we do have computers on our phones. I mean, there's an opportunity to always be working. And so if you don't take the time to disconnect, um, you really never stop. And so I think the last thing I would say too, is just working in digital minimalism into Mm. your life. Um, if you haven't read that book by Cal Newport, it's pretty life changing. I haven't read Uh, it. I need to do that. Yeah, it's amazing. And he also has another book that I'm a fan of called, um, deep work Mm. and, uh, just talks about how we really only have about four hours a day for really great deep work. And we're really kind of worthless the other hours, um, just as humans, we only have so much capacity. And so he has some really good, good material there, but, um, yeah, not constantly being glued to your phone. Um, I think that has really brought this idea of rest into my soul and it's just feeling that I can breathe a little bit more. Mm. Um, I think we live in, um, well, one, we, we live such connected lives, but more than that, 
it's brought so much noise into yeah. our lives. And yeah. I think technology is great. Like it, it's honestly like a huge sa- time saver for my life and my business. And, you know, I get to stay connected with people that I would have lost touch with. There's a lot of great things about it, but, um, you know, as far as like even our, our spiritual being and that being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you have listeners from all different types of faith backgrounds and beliefs. But for me, it's this idea of how can I ever hear God if I'm constantly filling my life with yeah. noise? Yeah. And I good. think that's something new that we don't really know how much, um, this digitally connected world is affecting us as humans. I think, I think we have an idea that it's not totally healthy. Yeah. Um, but in the past, it was like, you didn't, if you were bored, you were bored. Yeah. You went on a walk out in nature and like grounded yourself mm. and took off your shoes and, you know, became more connected with um, just being human and the earth. And now it's like, I'm bored. Um, I'm going to hop on social media or turn on yeah. a show and, I don't think those are good things. And yeah. so putting, putting it away, even if it is for, um, a couple hours, you know, one, one day a week and getting outside, doing whatever brings your soul life. That for me has been completely life-changing. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. It's almost like being awake to the, to the things that are, are stealing your time or, or, or you're defaulting to when you're bored. I know for me, um, I like I I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I don't like being bored. <laughs> it's actually really hard for me. And yeah. it's crazy how when we start to pay attention and just notice the ways that we default to things like I default to wanting a snack or I default to wanting to get on social media or I default to, like you said, filling the time. And I think you're really you, you hit on a really great point earlier, too, that this time, this collective time for all of us has allowed a lot of stuff to surface. And I think for a lot of people, that's really scary because we're, we're great at distracting ourselves and we're great at having, you know, the next happy hour to go to or the next thing to do. And with some of those social constructs taken away, um, I I feel like there's a a place for more stuff to kind of surface or bubble up. And I'm curious if anything has come up for you in this time that's felt like, oh, I need to navigate through that or I have to, it's a new thing to kind of work through. Has there been any, anything in this time, whether you see it collectively or within your own life, that's kind of like surfaced up? Yeah, I think in general, something that I feel like I'm constantly working through is it's, we just talked about it, but it's this letting go of that false sense of control. Mm -hmm. And that's been the most revealing thing to me in this season, because, um, I continually see that, uh, kind of play out in my relationships and even with my coworkers. And it's just, it's, it's such a a lie. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we do have certain control over ourselves and our emotions and things, but we can't, uh, we can't control the way that others are going to relate to us or, or treat us, but we do have control over the way we respond to that. And so that's something that I'm working on in myself and I haven't figured out, but it's something that's really been revealed to me in this time. And I do think this has been really challenging for a lot of people where they um, have all these hours on hand all of a sudden. And like I said, I think it's harder to sit with yourself in those emotions that, that come up or maybe stuff that we haven't dealt with over the years because we've replaced it with busyness Mm -hmm. and it's hard Mm -hmm. um, and it can be really painful. But I think if we do the work, it can be really good and really rewarding. 
Yeah, that's so good. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit more about Berlin Skin and kind of some of the ways that you guys are, um, you're bringing this clean and modern and minimalistic approach to skincare. Um, can you tell us why you even began Berlin Skin? Yeah, absolutely. I Well, I've had quite a few health struggles um, in my life ever since I was um a teenager, uh, just autoimmune stuff, digestion things. And thankfully today, um, you know, I know you and I have talked a lot about this, Kara, just our passion for uh, holistic health and mm. um, that approach in general and advocating for yourself and your body and doing the research that you need to do. Um, and those are all things that I've learned over the last decade. And um, today I'm very healthy, thankfully. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I was dealing with in my early 20s for two years um, was really bad cystic acne. Mm. And it was very hormonal. Um, so around, you know, like the cheeks and the jawline and kind of came out of nowhere. But as I think about my whole health history, it completely makes sense. You know, at this time in my life, there was a lot of other things off in my body. So yeah. my gut health was off. Um, hormones obviously were off. Um and, you know, whatever is happening internally shows up um, on our skin, mm -hmm. and which is amazing and it makes sense. Um, but at this time, I didn't have the information uh, that I have now. And I was just, you know, going to traditional dermatologists, um, trying to get answers and was, was not receiving any sort of um, healing from mm -hmm. anything I was trying topically. And so I really had to... I'm, I'm the type of person that's like, I won't take no for an answer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, I'm not going to live with this. Like, I want to figure out what's happening. And it was really when I started thinking about what was happening internally in my body that I started to get answers. And so um, a big thing for me uh, was getting my IUD out, mm. um, which I yeah, know we've talked about that. You know, we have talked about that too. And um, that was. I mean, a complete game changer, like night and day, my cystic acne pretty much went away overnight. I would wow. say like the next month, nothing new came up. Um, and if, was that, was if, that a symptom that your doctors had warned you of? Absolutely not. Yeah. And I think this is something that I'm really passionate about too, just advocating for yourself and asking questions yep. because, you know, you're told, especially when it comes to something like, like birth control, you just go in and you're like, I, I don't want to get pregnant or whatever your reason is. And they're like, great, here's, here's this pill or, you know, in this case, an IUD. And they, they even call the one that I have like non-hormonal, which is really misleading. Mm. Um, but you know, you, you want to trust your doctor and just go forward with, um, you know, what they tell you. But I've had friends too, that have had other issues besides this, like panic attacks and pretty scary stuff from yeah. the IUD. And yeah, um, I just think it's sad, like in our medical systems that we sort of have to be the ones that stand up for ourselves and ask those questions because there's, I feel like there's not a lot of information that's given to you in that short visit. And right. so I think it's really important that we, you know, before taking a pill or whatever it is, just do your own research and, and look into it. Um, because I definitely wasn't told that. And, and I never had made that connection that yeah. maybe this is why my skin is so awful. Maybe yeah. this is um, why my whole body feels off and why I have anxiety. Like I was, I think back about it now and I was a total mess. Mm. So that was a, a, a huge 
thing for me. And I just became really passionate about um, one holistic health and seeing our body as one ecosystem um, and wanting to help others with their skin as well. And so then I became introduced to um, this world of plant-based skincare Mm. and um, started just playing around with things at home. And it, it was so fascinating to me that we can pretty much like any skin ailment that we have can really be helped um, and healed topically. Wow. Uh, so yeah, not just acne. And so I began, began just doing sort of my own studying and research into like herbs, aromatherapy, essential oils, and their uses in skincare. Um, and from there, the passion just kind of grew. I started helping some of my friends. I was getting um, a lot of people asking me questions uh, about how I healed my skin and just really wanted to help others. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I had this really eye opening around that, that same year when I was doing all of this, this really eye opening conversation with, um, my grandma, who's my whole side of the family, um, on my mom's side and my grandma, they're from Berlin, hmm. Ger- Germany. And, you know, you don't listen to, uh, your elders advice until you need it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but my, my whole life, she had been telling me to just take this really minimalist, simple approach to caring for my skin. Mm. She would always tell me like one, don't strip the skin's barrier, um, and just keep it super moisturized. And if you're using, um, really great products, you only need like a couple, mm. that's all you need. Like you don't need 12. And, um, again, I just, I never listened to it until I was probably around like 25, 26. And we were sitting in, um, my condo in Portland. I'll never forget. We're at my table. And she was telling me that I was telling her how I was kind of struggling with my skin, some of the things I was doing. And she was like, remember sweetie, like you only need a couple great products. Like keep it simple. And you know, that's really counterintuitive to the messages that we hear through marketing, especially in beauty campaigns, it's right, like, right? This new innovative product that no one's ever known about until now is going to completely transform your skin. And it's just a lot of BS mm. to be honest. Like we have everything we need, um, to heal our bodies. I think, um, in inside and out topically, um, from the earth. Wow. And so, you look at our line now and, um, we only have like this small collection of products and that's really intentional. Um, yeah. it speaks to the ethos of just using a couple of really great products and then letting your skin breathe, like mm. not overcomplicating it, not using harsh exfoliants. And, um, if you give your body that, that space and your skin, that space, um, it will have what it needs to thrive. Mm. So that's sort of the journey of, um, kind of, I mean, the brand was born out of my struggle and then from there it's grown into, you know, some, uh, something a little bit bigger of just, I promoting this idea of, you know, minimalism when it comes to the amount of things we own, including like, um, uh, cosmetics and, and skincare. And then just this idea of, uh, a slower pace. So, yeah. I love how much overlap there is with um with nutrition and skincare as you're talking I'm making all these connections in my brain of how even with when it comes to food we want to overcomplicate it sometimes and and we are sold all kinds of like fad diets and things that work and and really when it comes down to it feeding your body like whole and real food <laughs> is the yes. most is the most uh natural way towards actual holistic long-term health and I I get really passionate talking even about like how 
certain things get promoted as healthy when really they're they're destructive and they're they're not supporting the body's repair systems and i think it's really amazing that you're you're pushing after this not only just this uh, natural skincare line but really the whole ethos around it of living a holistic and embodied and connected life absolutely and it's not i mean you can't have one without the other and so you know, if you've ever read like a, a blog post from me or, or heard me speak on this, I never talk about just the topical products mm. because someone could be doing all the right things in that category yeah. and have a really awful diet and they're not going to see results. It absolutely. has to be, it has to be both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you, are you plant-based in, in your actual diet? I'm, um, no, I wouldn't consider myself plant-based. I, for me, and, and again, I think it's really important to be super in tune with your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think different things work for different people, but as far as solely plant-based, I don't feel like that works well just with where my gut is at and what I need. And so I focus more on, um, like a high protein diet and I feel like I have the most energy and my gut health is most balanced when, um, I do that. So I do like a lot of meat, eggs and vegetables. That's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. how bio-individual each of us are. Like every single body requires a totally different type of nutrition palette. And 100%. I love that you're in tune enough to, to notice that and to know like, oh, my body thrives on this. 100%. Yeah. I think it's a, that's like a long and hard journey for, especially for women. So many of the women I work with, they're, they're learning for the first time how to tune back into that that inner voice of, of deep knowing what the body needs. Cause we've been taught, you know, we've been taught to eat a certain way or to diet a certain way or to, to think that this one way is healthy and, and learning to just listen to what your body actually needs is such a journey. It, it really is. And, um, even, you know, when it comes to things like sleep and stress and just what is my body feeling right now and how am I reacting? And like, we can, be so empowered when we're in tune with that and, and knowing what we need, whether it's food or self-care, um, w- whatever it might be. It's just, once you learn how to do that, I just feel like it's the most empowering thing, especially as a woman. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think too, I'm, I'm thinking back to even, um, the mention of the IUD and what's so fascinating for me is I, I intuitively knew before I got an IUD, I knew I was like, Ugh, something about this feels off, but I wasn't quite at that place of being able to trust myself yet. And so again, I listened to the doctor who is supposed to be the expert and yeah. they tell me that it will balance my hormones and that it will, it will be really great for me. And, you know, even she has one and it's, yeah. it's so interesting how we're, we're really trained to think, um, or to trust these outside experts when really our bodies know, know best. And, and we can trust them. And sometimes, you know, there's, there's barriers and trauma and things that we need to sort through in order to trust them well. But I think yeah. it's really interesting, even mentioning the IUD that I, I feel like going back to that, I'm like, oh man, it would have saved me a lot of <laughs> problems if I had just listened to my body, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, I've just had one child, but my pregnancy was awful. Mm. Um, just the the whole process. And it's, insane just what what your body goes through in pregnancy and birth and all the things and um I just went to a traditional doctor because that's what my you know health insurance covered Mm. and I mean almost at every appointment I was just like 
this feels so off, mm. like the advice that I'm getting and like, I need help. I mean, I, it was, I was really sick and it was awful. I need help. And it just didn't feel like there were resources out there to help me. And, um, you know, now I know a lot more about what a holistic doctor can offer you, but, yeah. um, I just think there's a lot of brokenness in, in the system. And, um, I think a lot needs, needs to change, but yes, like absolutely standing up for yourself, standing up for your, your children and, um, doing the research and then listening to that intuition. Like you said, like if something feels off, wait, you know, don't, don't go forward with it. Um, no, that's so good. I think too, it it points to this. I, I think you touched on this, but we really, we don't live like in a healthcare society. We live in a sick care society. So we have a, a healthcare system that, that medicates and deals with sickness. Um, but we're not really promoting holistic health. And I, I think I've seen that a lot during this time, even with the pandemic and, and how, you know, I, I watch a commercial for wear your mask, put on your mask. And then the next commercial is the McDonald's commercial promoting buying a Big Mac and fries. And what's so fascinating is, is the very things that are killing us, you know, the, the, the horrific things that we're putting in our foods and, and the chemicals that we're pumping our bodies full of, we're, we're kind of blindsided to that and told to either fix it with a pill or, or whatever it might be. And so, yeah, I get so fiery about this, this reality that like, we have to learn how to listen to our bodies and our guts because that is the way into healthcare. Like that is the way into knowing how to treat our bodies, knowing how to feed them well, knowing how to use the right kind of products to treat them well. And, um, yeah, we, we have to take charge individually of our own health. Absolutely. And I do think that, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to live in a country where we do have resources and access to medicine and drugs, because I think there's a time and a place for that. Mm -hmm. But in the same breath, um, if you follow the money, you know, especially as you're talking about the things that were advertised and the messages that, um, are being, uh, sent out, especially right now, living in a pandemic, if you follow the money, it starts to become really clear sort of what Mm. the agenda is and where things are broken. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's really sad to me because healthcare should be healthcare, right? Helping people, um, not just if they have disease, fix it, but prevent, right. And being, um, healthy, physically, emotionally, mentally, um, all, all the things that's one body, but we don't, we don't see it that way in America. Like mm-hmm. it's just treat, treat the symptoms and mm-hmm. there's no, in traditional medicine, there's no questions about why, Yeah. like, why is this manifesting itself the way that it is? And can we get to the root of the issue? Yeah. Um, so I think it's really backwards Absolutely. and it's sad. I think, yeah, I think that is the key is if we can find the root, if we can discover the thing that's causing the problem and not just put a bandaid on, that is the way forward. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Um, Monica, I have a final question for you that I ask every guest. Um, Can you tell me what it looks like for you to live a connected life? Mm. Wow, that is such a good question. I think it's a lot of... um, what we've talked about in this episode, Kara, but something that my husband and I recently did, um, we live in Oregon and we bought a little piece of property. Um, and we have a greenhouse and a garden 
and uh, it's quiet out here. Mm. And I think when I think of um, the word connected right now, it's this, oh, and we, we look out our window and there's snow-capped mountains. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm so thankful for this season right now and, and all that we have, um, just a lot to be grateful for in my life. But um, yeah, I think of this sort of like little homestead thing that we're doing. And for me, living in really busy, fast paced cities for the past decade, mm. um, there's been this thing about being back in Oregon um, about just, I mean, this summer I spent pretty much every afternoon in my backyard with like my feet in the grass. Mm. Um, just, you know, taking, taking that moment and this idea of, um, being connected just back into the earth and into nature and just what that's done for my soul. Mm. Um, and in that same way, just feeling like I can give more to others as a human being. Um, and I think it just goes back to one, that, that idea of bringing more rest and a slower pace into my life. And I just feel more full and I feel like I have, um, a more open heart and connectedness to, to give to others. So whether that be friends or family or my employees. So I don't know if that really makes sense, but there's just been this past season, this um, really sweet time of um, I would call it just quiet Mm. and um, yeah, just taking in, taking in the beauty and um, taking in the slowness. So I'm, I'm thankful for that right now. And so that's the first thing that kind of, comes to mind. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I feel like even what you said, the, this idea of when we are more connected, we have more to give, like we have more capacity to, to love other people. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So good. Uh, well, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for your insight. Monica, tell us, um, where we can find you. Yeah, we, I mean, you can check out Berlin Skin um, products and everything that we're about at berlinskin.com. Um, we're stocked in a lot of local retailers around the country. So if you go to our retailer page, you can see if there's a store that you can shop at near you, which I definitely recommend before shopping online, especially mm-hmm. um, small businesses are really struggling right now. Um, otherwise, you can shop with us um, there. And then we're on Instagram at berlin.skin. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kara. 